Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the morning after the day before. I think that's how we're going to set this one up. Welcome along once again to the day-to-day -day live presented to you by Opta Analyst. Matt Furness and myself will just very briefly be with you. We've got two brilliant guests, of course. We need to look back on France's excellent performance last night against Australia. And by tournament they've come into with injury concerns and all sorts, but mm, I think some of those got brushed away last night. And then we're also joined by Opta France as well to look forward to Germany beginning their World Cup challenge against Japan later today. But Matt, I think there's only one place we can really start, which was with the morning game yesterday. Definitely the shot that I think we needed through the veins for this World Cup with Saudi Arabia beating Argentina, causing all sorts of chaos and all sorts of fun, especially for our win predictor. I've just had a look at it. Um, Argentina, in fact, let's, let's bring this up very quickly for you guys all to see as well. Um, let's go to that button. There we go. You see, but coming into this, Argentina were about 12% favourites to win the tournament. They plummeted down to 6% now. Um, but as you can see, some other nations rising up there, France, obviously, and England with their victories in their games helping out. And with the likes of Spain and Germany getting underway today, expect them to see, make the most as well of Argentina's woes against Saudi Arabia. But where do you want to start with that game? I mean, is it is it one of the greatest? I mean, it's a great World Cup shock. Is it the greatest of all time? So we, we talked about this yesterday. For me, like in my World Cup memories, so I, I can remember since 1994, but I'll, I'll go back to 1990 because we could say that for me, that is the biggest shock in, in the World Cup. I think that Cameroon, Argentina in 1990 runs it close. Um, I think... Senegal v France in 2002, for me, that Senegal team, I mean, it's easy retrospectively to look back, isn't it, and say, actually, they were a really good side and they went on to do, some of those players went on to do great things. But that French team were better than that Argentine team yesterday. So Senegal-France could run it close. South Korea versus Italy in 2002 as well. Um, obviously got the 1950 USA beating England, which uh, I don't remember. No, exactly. Um, this is one thing immediately people were saying to us. 1950s is the greatest shot. USA were all part-timers. That's why it's the greatest shock of all time. But um, full yeah, credit to Saudi does. Arabia in that game because setting up with that high line, we spoke about that actually in yesterday's preview show, that they were going to be very well drilled. They've been together for a month before the tournament. Mm. And you saw from the start that really high line playing into effect. Argentina having all those goals washed off and then seemingly went into the half-time break and went... <coughs> We don't know what we're going to do to break this down anymore. And Saudi Arabia took full advantage. Yeah, it was, it was, it was the best. It was the most fun game to watch because you just didn't know what was going to happen next. And you all, like with that high line, it was like it was so high risk, high reward. Like we saw obviously it was ten offsides. Eight of those, I think, were in the first half, um, where they played such a risky game. And it paid off. Some of the offsides were so tight. Um, there was the Martinez goal that was disallowed. Um, Messi also had a goal disallowed. I think that was slightly more offside than the Martinez one. Uh, yeah, with, with the, before VAR, you probably Argentina would have gone two 0 up, and that would have been game over. It would have gone on to to be a massive win. Uh, ignore the scoreline on that graphic. Obviously, it ended two one Saudi Arabia. Um, but I thought Saudi Arabia were superb. I, I thought. They were so well organised. They were physically dominant over that Argentina side as well. I thought they were tactically spot on. They were fun to watch. They 
they were, I mean, they only had three shots, but they, they did take the game to Argentina at times yeah. as well. Um, the second goal was a fantastic strike. Um, yeah, it, it was just astonishing. Like before yesterday in, in this, this uh, chat we had, we were saying it was going to be a huge Argentina win. And when <laughs> Messi scored that penalty, yeah. we all expected that to happen. It Messi no. didn't have the best of games, but you can't just blame him. It wasn't just him. There were some terrible Argentinian performances, especially yeah. at the back. They looked shaky all game. Osamendi. Um, I mean, Osamendi was the one that players people were putting in brackets before the tournament of 34. This could be a turning point. It looked like it. Messi, I think as well. You mentioned it. That physicality. We'll we'll move very quickly off this game soon. But I do think it's there was a real physicality and also a real not backing down from Saudi Arabia on them. And they were physically trying to intimidate Messi at times throughout the course of the game. And yeah. I don't know how much it knocked him off his stride. I mean, he's a legend of the game. There's no he shouldn't be knocked off, but it did almost seem like that. Just, just going to them. There'll be too many. There'll be loads of nations in Saudi Arabia shoes coming into that game who would just bow down to this is the Messi show. Let's see what he does. And they went, no, we're gonna, we're gonna go, we're gonna go for you. We're gonna be in your ear. We're gonna be towering over you and making our presence felt. And I just feel that 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 sets a really interesting precedence for a lot of sides that maybe this is the way to go. Yeah, I, I think. Like, I still think Argentina will win the group. I think they'll beat yeah. Poland. I think they'll beat Mexico. I'm really looking forward to watching Saudi Arabia play again because I want to know if Hervé Renard set his team up specifically to play like that against Argentina. Or is that the way they're going to play every against every team? Did yeah. they just do their homework amazingly well against Argentina? Um, do they have a different game plan against Poland and Mexico? Uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm really excited to see. Another I, team. I mean, we talked about Argentina, didn't we? They reached the final in 1990 after losing yeah. that game in the opening game. So it's not over for them yet. I wouldn't read too much into the predictor. And if you're, no. you're going to place a bet on Argentina to win the World Cup, do it now. Yeah, exactly. And obviously 2010, Spain lost their first game at the World Cup as well before going on to win the tournament. Another team that I'm really looking forward to seeing playing after the way they put in their performance yesterday evening uh, France against Australia was just... Australia went one up and I think everybody got a bit misty-eyed at the potential that uh, Australia were going to run away and sort of try and make a game of this. But uh, I'd like to say, Damien, joining us here from uh, Optijon to help us really break this down because, well, there was concerns about injuries. Are they going to miss certain players? It doesn't seem like it. Yeah, bonjour, uh, bonjour everyone. Uh, uh, I'm confused. I saw that you wanted me to talk about Hervé Renard, but no, that's about performance. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, yeah, uh, we are a bit relieved today, to be honest, because uh, yeah, the last few weeks have been a bit crazy with all the injuries. Uh, Pogba, Kante, Benzema, Nkunku, and even yesterday, after <clears throat> after 15 minutes, we lost uh, Hernandez for the World Tournament. So. Bad news after bad news after bad news. It felt like uh, it didn't end. And in the end, yeah, uh, it was a good game for France. Let's say 10 of the 11 players on the field were quite good. And uh, yeah, that's a good relief. That's a good performance from all the teams. So, yeah, happy today. Were, were you worried at 1-0? Obviously, they had another chance. Duke just flashed a shot just past the post, didn't they, at 1-0 as well. Were you worried after what happened to Argentina 
early yeah. in the day that it could repeat itself. Yeah, speaking for myself, because I'm not really an optimistic person, yes, I was definitely worried because, yeah, I didn't see how we it could end it. I mean, we had only bad news for the past few weeks, injuries after injuries. And, yeah, in the end, finally, we saw some good stuff with Rabiot scoring. Uh, he was not there in 2018. Then Giroud scoring a brace. He was... He didn't score any goal in 2018, so it felt a bit like, well, let's forget about what happened four years ago. Now let's write our own story. And yeah, that's good news, finally. So yeah, happy. Yeah, we talk about Giroud there. Obviously, two goals last night against Australia to take him level at the top with Thierry Henry for the most goals for the French national team. We, we discussed with Alex yesterday about the injuries that France have had um, and Kunku and Benzema, two of the top five scoring players across the top five European clubs this season, missing out on those goals. Do you think Giroud can fill those boots? I mean, Australia, with, with no disrespect to them, you're going to face stiffer challenges in this World Cup. Do you think that he has the ability, at the age he's at now still, that he can, he can score against those teams, supported by Mbappe? Yes, I, I think so. But uh, even if he doesn't score, I mean, he, he didn't score in 2018 and we still won the World Cup and we uh, won the World Cup in 1998 without any striker scoring goals. I mean, Givarch uh, back then didn't score any goal as well. So it's not a big deal for us. But yeah, it's good to have Giroud scoring two goals yesterday because it gives confidence to him. And I do believe that he can score more. I mean, you know him uh, as well because he played so many years in the Premier League and uh, you know he's still really good even though he's quite old because uh, he's, the way he plays doesn't, doesn't really need like a uh, proper um, strength such as the speed etc. So he, yeah. he can still play at a, good, at a good level. I'm not worried about that to be honest. It's not the attack that I'm worried about for France right now. <laughs> Well, one of the other attackers who really did put on a show last night was Kylian Mbappe. Um, I thought he was brilliant last night. I thought it was supported well by his main Dembele on, on the other side as well. But Mbappe last night, 19 touches in the opposition box. That, was, that is the same amount as Netherlands had against Senegal. Um, I think one off, one off a record since 1966 as well, wasn't it, by an individual player. 10 take-ons, um, which is double any other player at this World Cup so far in the opposition half. Um, he he looked frighteningly good last night. Um, and do you think that he can take France all the way on his own almost uh, this this World Cup? Not on his own. I mean, he, he has never been as good than when he was playing uh, with his, the rest of the team. And yesterday was not thinking about just about him. He was thinking about the whole team and he was doing good passes when it wasn't necessary, etc. So that's the way he's the best and that's the way we want him to to play. So uh, not on his own, but he's part of the team definitely. And I, I pray for him not to be injured because, yeah, there's, without Mbappé, it would not be the same for sure. But yeah, so far, so good, I'd say. It seems like you, you mentioned about the worries about your back line there. I don't feel like there's any of the favourites for this World Cup that have a brilliant defence. They all seem quite weak at the back. That should lend itself to quite an exciting World Cup, really, with, with a few goals. Because I think Brazil have quite a strong back line, but they do have frailties as well. We saw Argentina yesterday. I thought their defence was pretty horrendous, to be honest. I, I thought they uh, showed quite a lot of frailties. England, when, when put under pressure... 
actually looked a bit frail. Again, Maguire and, and Stones looked a bit worrying for that around goal that Taremi scored. Um, the Dutch, I guess they've probably got one of the best defenders in the world in Van Dijk, but still with De Ligt, you don't know if that's going to uh, come undone. So it's going to be quite interesting to, to look ahead of the World Cup. We have got one more graphic actually about Mbappe yesterday and his involvements. 13 open play attacking involvements. Um, that's more than any other player so far at this World Cup. I haven't seen many games where a player's had that high. Um, a lot of French flags in that graphic as well. It was a very dominant performance. Do you think that France can dominate teams like they did against Australia yesterday? Dominate those, those better teams in the group. You've obviously got Denmark to play. You've struggled against them recently, losing two games in the UEFA Nations League. Do you think France can dominate a team like Denmark in the group stage as well? No, I, I don't think so, to be honest, because, yeah, we won't face Australia all the, in all the games. And, yeah, Denmark is definitely a stronger opposition. Even if yesterday they didn't really manage to, to, to win against Tunisia because Tunisia was quite decent, actually. And, yeah, um, let's wait for this game. I'm quite curious to see how we, how we do against Denmark, but we won't definitely have, like, a 4.21 expected goals, just like yeah. we had against Australia. So that will be a, a bigger opposition. And just like you said, not only we lost against them twice this year, but they definitely deserve these two wins. We were awful in both games. So it's a strong opposition. So, um, yeah, I'm... I'm I'm relieved because of yesterday's game, but I'm not like uh, optimistic uh, either. I think Denmark will top the group anyway. So how far do you think France can go in this tournament? Do you think they can win back-to-back -back World Cup titles? We talked about uh, the reigning champion curse yesterday of Alex. Four of the last five reigning champions have gone out in the group stage. Your two games coming up are on paper the trickier games in the group. Um, Australia... Probably your easiest tie again on paper. Is there still a worry that you could go out in the group stage? You've obviously got Denmark and Tunisia left to play. Um, and if you can get through the group stage, do you think you can go all the way? No, to be honest. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm still worried because uh, the draw between Tunisia and Denmark uh, yesterday is quite a good use for us. But in the meantime, if we lose to Denmark uh, this weekend, uh, then it will be like um, a last uh, a last 32 against uh, against Tunisia. And if we if we lose that game against Tunisia, uh, we will be out. So it's not done yet. And then if and through we manage to qualify for the for the last uh, 16. Um, I think we can go through Argentina, uh, given what I saw yesterday and their, their defense, which looks uh, like the, the, the one they had four years ago when we faced them in the, in the last 16 as well. But there are teams that look stronger and uh, in a better position than France at the moment for me. We didn't see yet uh, Spain and Germany, but uh, nor Brazil, but uh, we saw Netherlands, we saw England and yeah. Now, a lot of good teams uh, and to me France are not one of the favorites right now maybe later in the tournament but I've not seen, seen enough right now it's not because we beat Australia that we are one of the top teams now it does it does feel like this World Cup is arguably one of the most open in recent yeah, times definitely you've probably got eight eight teams realistically that could win this tournament we don't know what to expect obviously being in November December as a midway through the European domestic season. So players are kind of hitting it, the ground running halfway through the season. Um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how all these teams do. 
um, and specifically how France do in the next two games as well. Um, thank you very much for joining us, Damien. Um, thank you, guys. We'll hopefully, yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully chat again after your next game or before your next game as well. So uh, yep. enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the games today. You too. Bye. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Damien. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, don't forget, of course, you can head over to the uh, analyst.com to take part in the Opta Challenge each and every day throughout the World Cup, asking you to make three predictions about every game. Amazingly, did have winners on the France game yesterday. Also had one winner on that Argentina-Saudi Arabia game. Very impressive earlier in the day. And of course, there is the Opta Quiz tonight as well at 16.30 GMT. Unfortunately, well, fortunately, but unfortunately for you guys, someone did win the double rollover yesterday. Three <coughs> going their way. So tonight's up to quiz just for one thousand dollars and Sam C. Sam, Sam C. C. Whoever that mystery man is. What we um, liked about that one was that two people actually answered all ten questions correctly, didn't they? But yeah. Sam C was faster than the next best person who was called Sloth, which was uh, <laughs> apt for a man who was too slow uh, not just, to win the game. only just it was only like twenty points between the yeah. two of them, which means it was only matters of seconds on some answers. Incredible stuff from the pair of them. Uh, right then, let's look ahead to today's action. Then we're only going to focus on one match today, and I think it's uh, quite obvious why it's going to be why. Let's take a look at the win probability model for this game. Germany, the heavy favourites here to defeat Japan in this one. Sixty-six point five percent chance of winning this one and getting this World Cup off to a resounding start having seen some of the other nations do exactly the same as well. I'd like to say Linus joining us from Opta France for today and Matt and him are going to take you through what you've got to look out for in today's action. Good morning. How are you? You're right. Good morning. I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. I, I'm not going to lie. I felt a little bit better. I've got fever and it's definitely not World Cup fever. So uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a long day. But um, we talked last week about Germany's preparations for this tournament, what we can maybe expect. Now that the game is hours away, are you more nervous about this fixture, considering what happened yesterday of Argentina? And let's not beat around the bush. This Japan side are stronger on paper than Saudi Arabia, um, in my personal opinion. Are you worried about this game today? Mm, I'm not nervous, no. I'm, I'm just looking forward. I think we have a Fantastic squad and Flick has not an easy job to choose uh, 11 players to start against Japan. And yeah, I think there are a lot of quite interesting uh, opportunities for him <coughs> to choose. And so I'm just looking forward and I think we will see a yeah, fantastic football game against Japan from both teams, of course. So one of the uh, biggest decisions he's got to make is the fullback positions for Germany. Uh, we talked about the options that he has there. How do you think he's going to go, or what do you think he's going to go with in that in those fullback positions today against Japan? Yeah, I think the entire backline is quite maybe the weakest point of Germany, as you talk to to Seems France. like a common theme. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and. So I think the only player who is will definitely play is is Antonio Rüdiger in the center uh, center defense position. But on his side, it's not. Uh, uh, I'm not sure how how his his uh, second central defender. Uh, it can be Ginter, who is very experienced, or Süle with with a good speed. 
But then we have Tilo Kera also. He's the player with the most uh, minutes played under under Hansi Flick. But uh, Flick wants to play. I think he will play with uh, three central defenders. Just Tilo Kera will play as fullback, as we mentioned. So he will play left or right. He can play both. So Flick got the uh, the opportunity to to let the other fullback uh, field and yeah uh, attacking fullback, I would say. So we have, I think, two two uh, opportunities. He from from that he has chosen in the last games on the left side. Maybe David Raum can start. He's a player that yeah often runs down the line and plays a lot of crosses. But another opportunity could be Jonas Hofmann on the right side. When you have a look how he uh, creates his chances, it's more moving to the inside, playing short passes from the half spaces. And yeah, so we he's, he's also playing winger as his club. So yeah, I think there are a lot of interesting opportunities and it depends how uh, it depends on his on Flick's uh, yeah, game plan for today, if you want to have play more, more with crosses or with short passes, yes. David Rahm last season in the Bundesliga was the highest uh, performing player for expected assists as well. So we, we know that he definitely has that creative form when he was at Hoffenheim. Obviously, he's moved on since then. One player who will be missing today, Leroy Sané, um, was crucial for Germany in uh, qualification, involved in more attacking sequences uh, than any other player in qualification for Germany. Um, how do you think Germany and Hansi Flick will fill that void today? Do you think um, Musiala will come into that side? Mm, there are a lot of opportunities also. So I think Musiala will, uh, would have played <coughs> with Sané. So he's. I think Musiala will play the centre attacking midfield position. But for Sané on the left wing, there are also different way, ways how Flick want to play. So there's a Mario Götze who's playing a very good season, also have some uh, World Cup experience. Yeah, <laughs> and the big comeback. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> and you you have a Gnabry, Müller, Harvards. There are a lot of names I can mention. So, do you think Habats will play as the striker, and then Müller off him? Maybe so, or Müller or Niklas Füllkrug. When you when you start go with the David Raum with this process on the left side, you need to have a player with a good uh, who's good as headers. So Harvards maybe, but of course Füllkrug. He scored the most most goals from crosses in this Bundesliga season, and the most set goals. So. Yeah, it depends. So it all starts with the position in the back line. And on this, with his game plan, you choose the wingers in the midfield if they are. So, so on the left side, we need a player like Götze, who often moves into the centers that David Raum has uh, space to, to go forward. Or on the other hand, you can, you can play with... Uh, with Gnabry on the left side and Müller on the right side. <clears throat> then you have 
like the offense row from FC Bayern, who are very familiar with each other. So it, it it's interesting to see. I think you you see how how I'm looking forward and just want to see how they play and what Flick what Flick's game plan is. So obviously you're the first game today in Group E. Later on today, Spain play Costa Rica. The second match in Group E for both Germany and Spain is against each other. So how crucial is it today that Germany get off to a, a good start and definitely don't lose this match? Because are you worried if today doesn't go to, as planned and you, and you win this match against Japan, that actually that second game against Spain is kind of make or break? Yeah, sure. So I mentioned it last week. It is very important to, to have a good start in the World Cup. And also with the second game against Spain, it's the more important. So we have we have uh, the the third game against the weakest opponent. But as you saw yesterday, yeah. a weak opponent in the World Cup is, isn't a weak opponent. And last last and, World Cup, and we've seen it with Costa Rica before as well, haven't we? In two thousand and fourteen, they were in a group with England and Italy, um, and knocked knocked them out. So. Uh, yeah, they can do it. History can repeat itself. Um, what are your predictions for today's game? How, how do you think it's it's going to go for Germany? It's difficult, but um, I'm optimistic. So I would say maybe a three one or four one. Maybe I think we have well, that, a, lot that is optimistic. <laughs> a, lo a lot of power in the offense, but yeah. It's, it will be important to have a good defence too. Yeah, and a win like that would today. really send a message as well, wouldn't it? After especially what happened with Argentina yesterday, that, that Germany are one of the contenders for this tournament. Spain versus Costa Rica, again, we, we expect Spain to win that one. So if Germany and Spain do win today, that would tee up that ni uh, game nicely next week uh, when you meet on the 27th of November. Uh, Linus, thank you very much for joining us. Enjoy the game today. Best of luck. Uh, I hope for your sake Germany win. Uh, <laughs> But Thank I'm big you. on Japan, you know. I'm big on Japan. I think uh, I think <laughs> I it's going to have a good tournament. Week, yeah. I've already looked stupid by saying Qatar are going to make it out of the group. So uh, yeah, I need one prediction to come through. <laughs> Thank you. Cheers, yeah. Linus. Thank you, mate. Have a good day. Right, um, as ever, very quickly, we just got Linus's prediction, but we didn't go through the Opta Challenge. Three questions for you today, three predictions to make. Matt and I are going to boldly <coughs> our heads on the line here, if Matt can hold on before he, you know, goes back to bed and gets rid of this fever that is oh, I, I wish, I wish. A game kicker for half an hour. <laughs> exactly. This shows you how live it is for those of you watching yeah. us on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. And, of course, you can also catch up on the podcast as well. But the Opta Challenge is live on theanalyst.com and here are today's three questions for the Germany versus Japan match. As ever, the first question quite needs one. What will the final score be in this game? Oh, 2-1 Japan. 2-1 Japan? Oh, yeah, I'm big on Japan. You know, I really think Japan oh. are going to do well in this tournament. I think we're going to get another shot today. I'm going 2-1 Germany. I, I, do have, I do have Germany coming through from this group. Um, I, I think they are... I've already said it. I think they will win the European Championship in 2024. I, I, I feel on that will be a very... This is the first step. Um, this is very much feeling like Euro 96 a la France, dare I say, as they just mm. begin to move and shake. Anyway, right. How many red cards will be shown in this game? Uh, Japan have never had a player sent off in the FIFA yeah. World Cup. Germany have had eight. 
no reds, no reds in this game. It's going to be a nice, gentle match. No, no, no beef. No beef. Easy no. game. This is the fun one, though. Will there be a goal in second half injury time? Don't forget, Germany's last game at the World Cup conceded twice against South Korea in 2018 as they, and I think I can use this term, crashed out of the tournament. But, Considering uh, there will probably be about 15 minutes of second half injury time, <laughs> I'm going to say, yes, Japan are going to get the winner in injury time. <laughs> Just going to grind down over the course of the match and eventually yeah. get I like that. Uh, I'm going no as much. I feel that this question is going to be a great one because, as you say, only one game has been below 100 minutes so far, I think, across the whole of the uh, the tournament so far. So we're getting bang for the buck. Uh, I know uh, the uh, the old famous referee Pierluigi Colina is now one of the uh, FIFA technical staff. And he has said, well, we are now actually trying to make up the 90 minutes of play. So we are going to see this these elongated injury time moments. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the number of injuries we're now getting in injury time as well, it means real chaos because it certainly happened with Saudi Arabia. <coughs> like, that injury clock, yesterday. The, clock, the <laughs> clock comes up and everyone's like, right, it's only this amount of time, but you then get an injury time in the added. And it's like, ex- what, what are we going to call that? Extra added on time? I don't know. It's, we'll yeah. I mean, I'm all, I'm all for playing more injury time if teams are wasting time all the time. It hasn't felt like teams have been wasting time in this. So I know that we've had a couple of bad injuries. The Iran goalkeeper, yeah. the Saudi guy yesterday, <laughs> was that was a horrible one to watch. Yeah. But yeah, other games, like I think two games yesterday had like four or five minutes, six minutes. So that felt more normal. Yeah, um, yeah talking about referees and added time, Belgium, Canada today, we've got uh, Gianni... Oh, yes. The Zambian referee, I'm really bad with pronunciations, obviously ended the game early in AFCON. Uh, So if we're worried about injury time in that match, yeah, we'll be fine. Maybe he's going to add on the time that he missed out last time in this one. We're going to go for like the 420 minutes just in a night. Tunisia time, it's going to be called. Yeah, he's going to make up for it. (laughs) Is that rain chucking it down at your end there, Matt? Uh, It sounds biblical. It is utterly miserable here in the UK. so this is why we need England to do well in this World Cup, to lift the mood of the nation, because everything here is miserable in the UK. <laughs> Unless you're able to win the Opta Challenge today, of course, enter your predictions yes. now for all these games at theanalyst.com. And of course, at 18.30 GMT tonight, the Opta Quiz is back for your chance to win 1,000 US dollars. In the meantime, though, thanks very much for watching us live across Twitch, YouTube and Twitter, or if you're catching up on the podcast. Thanks very much for downloading, subscribing. Just make sure you rate, like, and review the show on top of that as well. And if you really want to stay up to date with all... I'm having to shout over the rain here. Uh, if, you're really, if you're really wanting to uh, keep up to date with all the latest from the tour, then make sure you are following us across social media, at Opta Analyst, across TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, but most importantly, Twitter, where we're having an amazing tournament with our great community on there. In the meantime, though, enjoy the games today. We'll probably be back tomorrow, so long as Matt isn't... If I don't drown. (laughs) (laughs) If Matt's not trying to turn the shed into an ark. And uh, we will be back later. Take care of yourself. Enjoy the games. Goodbye.